Hi, and welcome to the FG Personal Training Podcast. In this episode, I talk to one of my fitness peers, Harry Matthews, and he explains how he got started in his journey and how he's going on to change the industry in terms of education as a fitness provider. So, hi, Harry. So, where did you, let's kick off from the start, so where did you first get your passion for sport and fitness from? I mean, sport and fitness probably started back in primary school, and it didn't come naturally to me. I was picked for... There was like a community uh, basketball coach going around schools and she was teaching basketball and said, I don't want the people who are first in line for football, cricket, whatever it was at the time. I want the kids who aren't naturally into stuff so I can bring them in. And that was me, weedy little primary school Harry. And I got the hang of it and it was the one sport I was half decent at. Um, And as I did more and more basketball and got older and older, I was then encouraged to coach for years below me. So as soon as I made it into high school, started coaching for primary school kids as I worked my way up towards like year 11 sixth form I coached all the years below me and from there and it was only around about the same sort of time I finished up sixth form and like a lot of people you stop going to school sport just sort of goes out the window and there's no routine there and I found myself sort of itching to still do that coaching sort of thing um, on the side I was applying for the Air Force that was always the career path I was going to go down didn't pass for medical because I've got asthma mm-hmm. so then thought well I've got to wait five years to be like symptom free of this asthma to uh, go back into the Air Force and I knew coaching was something I enjoyed I was looking at doing like PT and stuff in the RAF anyway so I figured I'll do a PT course it'll take a year or so it'll kill a bit of time at worst so I did it same time with you over at Wensum Lodge mm-hmm. and uh, yeah just took to it I enjoyed all the theory just as much for practical as well and since then I haven't really looked back like I have been symptom free enough now to go back to the Air Force if I wanted to but yeah that buzz I found with working with clients was the same thing I got working with kids teaching and coaching them basketball and so that was sort of where it really all started was being picked to play basketball and then developing mm-hmm. through that basically. So did you say you had like, do you have an interest in, was it an interest in basketball then that led to the PT thing or did you, was you a gym goer before that? Uh, no, I actually, I started working out about, because I think I started training at Dunstan Hall and there you had to be at least 16. So I must have been 16 when I first started going to the gym mm-hmm. and that was all related again, back to basketball. I was just dead set on being the best player I could be. So I was just hammering squats and leg presses and trying to run faster and jump higher. And then obviously through that, I started going for other training modalities and working on upper body strength as well. And that's where I sort of started a bit of a love for weight training. And that developed into his own thing, like I said, when I stopped playing basketball when the routine was gone, essentially. Mm -hmm. So it did initially start with increasing performance for sport. And then through that, I got into the weight training and just sort of enjoyed partly, to be honest, the vanity reasons of just starting to look and feel a little bit better through an hour or so of gym four or five times a week yeah so obviously you then did your, your PT course like you said we did it together um, that's kind of where we first met so would you say you kind of fell into a fitness career then is that what you'd say or? yeah it really wasn't intentional I never you know when like you're a kid you're like, oh when I grow up I want to be a doctor a lawyer whatever yeah. this was never in my head yeah. this was always just oh basketball is something I enjoy doing I can coach for an hour or two after I play basketball and that just keeps me around the sport basically and then that developed into let's go to the gym to reinforce and get better at basketball and slowly the shift uh, like moved across more and more into fitness and then like I said I, I always enjoyed helping people and coaching people and it just seemed to be like very much a natural fit once I got qualified obviously there's a lot you learn on the job and I started working in the gym group in Norwich City Centre yeah. just working on like general population clients and 
like I'm sure you know as soon as you had those first client or two come through the door you're like this is for me I like this I seem to have a bit of a knack for it and yeah just developed a passion for wanting to keep getting better at the coaching and going through like some extracurriculars like Phil Learney's Advanced Coaching Academy was great uh, did exercise referral qualification too and just tried to try, try to keep adding more and more strings to my bow and feathers to my cap to help more and more people until yeah. that then came round to getting a call from my old tutor about teaching a personal training course myself and yeah. like that same sort of buzz I got off coaching kids play basketball years and years ago coaching clients to be healthier and happier I then got from teaching people how to be the best coach they can be to then go on and help their own 20, 30, 50, however many clients they're going to go on to work with. Yeah. So we're going to touch on that in a, in a bit, this sort of this new kind of path you've gone down. But I just want to touch a little bit on your, I know it's still, a, it's still going, but your PT career. Mm-hmm. So we've got a lot of coaches that listen to this podcast. I know some of the coaches that listen to this podcast, I know personally are, are not PTs, but they're in other areas of coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always quite open with people when they talk to me about my career, about the positives and the negatives of coaching. Um, so sort of, what, how would you sum up your, your PT career thus far and what have been the positives and negatives that you found as a PT? Yeah, positives are definitely the reward and the satisfaction you get out of working with people that you work with. But again, like anything, there's, it's not perfect all the time. Like we were just saying as I first turned up about the reality of when you do come into coaching is it's mostly self-employed roles. Unless you get that needle in the haystack of finding an employed role somewhere, you're gonna go into a self-employed role and you're not gonna get a lot of stability in terms of like your income or even just like the day-to-day routine or the hours you're gonna work. So that does have its pluses and minuses. If you're quite self-motivated and you can be good at saying, I'm gonna be here at this time, I'm gonna do this, this and this throughout the week, then it can turn out to be a really good thing. But I've seen plenty of people in my time come through where that stability doesn't quite work for them. And as much as you like to slate people who work nine to fives and making money for someone else, they still know at the end of every week, they've got two full days off on the weekend. They know they're gonna start on Monday. And when they work, they're done. At the end of the day, they can focus on them where it's difficult to have that separation with coaching because the working day might end at a certain time when you finish with your last client of the day. But if you're promising to support your athletes, support your clients, then if you're not thinking about it, you might have messages come through any hour of the day where, again, that people want help and you're there to help them but it is tough to switch off sometimes and you get into this mentality of when you start working you've got all this time on your hands but not so much money coming in and the more you work and the more the clients start to trickle through and come in you think right more work more money more is good more is better and you keep getting for this more and more and more and more until you step back and we were saying earlier how for us at least that stepping back and realizing was the lockdowns when work got taken away from us you realise, oh, there's all these other aspects to life that I've just been put into the side and putting on the back burner and just been 100% in work. So it is tough. There's instability early on. And then while once you get up and running, it can be a good career in terms of the money you can earn. It does take, into, take its toll in terms of the time you'll have to put in and what has to be sacrificed along the way to make it work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's definitely negatives that come with the positives but as a certain type of person I feel who would thrive with the challenges that come with it and equally there's some people who'd be better suited to something a bit more stable but honestly the best way to find out is just to try it because 
I'd never had a self-employed role before this. I was only ever doing like retail work because I started this about 18 or 19, I want to say, when we first got qualified. So I didn't have a clue whether this was for me or not, but I never would have known had I not just gone for it and had a go. Yeah, exactly. And I, I mean, I agree with that. I mean, like I said, I'm always quite honest with people about how the negatives of it, but I think the, the positives definitely always, especially, like I say, if it's the right type of person that like we are, because we've been doing it a long time now, um, the positives definitely definitely outweigh, don't they, the negatives. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned, obviously, you then got into, you got into teaching. So just talk to us a little bit about how how that came about because obviously I knew you from the from the, the, the training course that we did together and then kind of just out of nowhere you were you were into teaching like again you didn't kind of ever express an interest no no honestly I first got into this with the idea that I wanted to coach and help clients work one-to-one with people and it was only I think you remember when we were back in the class there's probably about 15 or 20 of us and as harsh as it sounds out of those 15 or 20 there was me you and maybe a handful of others but were near the top end of the class and are still doing it to this day. Unfortunately, there was a lot of turnover back then and there is still turnover now. But I knew that I wanted to continue to help people. And it was only, again, I wasn't, I was headhunted. My old tutor came to me and sort of said, because he used to work for the council and then he privatised the company and he's looking for help to teach more students and do the best he could and grow the company. So... I was like, I'll, I'll go, I'll hear him out, just had a coffee with him in Starbucks and sort of discussed some options. And I figured it would be good for me on like a personal level because I'm always trying to grow and learn more. And I thought one of the best ways to reinforce what you've learned is to teach it to other people. Because mm-hmm. if you can't explain what you've learned along the way, have you really learned it at the end of the day? And so I thought initially it might be good to, again, create a bit of stability because I was about couple years into PTing at the time so I was just on the last few hours of my retail job I had to keep cash flow coming in and then I was doing my 10 hours of shift work over at the gym group with about 20 or so clients a week so I was right on that cusp of being able to switch and go full-time with it and thought well if I can bin off these shifts at the gym because it's about 10 hours a week and just spend 10 hours a week teaching that'll give me all the benefits I said reinforcing the knowledge but then also I won't get seen as much as being a cleaner because that's ultimately what you get seen as when you go into these places like Pure and the gym. You will do some classes and you will have some PT taster sessions, which are great ways to talk to people and generate leads and hone your craft. But a big portion of those 10 hours is just wiping down sweaty machines, basically. And that wasn't what I got in the game for. So initially it was just, right, let's swap out those 10 hours there for 10 hours here, normalize the pay so that then I could pay the monthly rent at the gym group. And then that money basically just came into my account for teaching and then went straight to the gym and I could focus all my time or most of my time on the coaching of my clients and then the teaching of students. And again, a bit like PT, it was something that I just did because it landed in front of me, but I didn't realise that I would get the same satisfaction for working and shaping the next generation of personal trainers because I think we'll both be first to admit the PT course isn't perfect. You don't come out of that course fully equipped with everything you need to thrive in the industry there is a lot that you have to learn along the way and what I wanted to do was teach people what I'd learned the hard way and learn from my mistakes so that they did come to the industry one level up from where we were back in like 2015 or so Mm -hmm. Um, so again it was only by opportunity arising me being ready and just being a bit of a yes man and saying yeah yeah I'll give it a go um, to then working with students and finding out that this worked very well. It gave me that same satisfaction 
it gave me that little bit of stability which is hard to find with PT and it also sort of reinforced my knowledge and helped me move forwards basically so I really enjoyed doing a bit of both sort of spending half or a third of my time initially teaching and the other two thirds personal training and then because the company was very young I was the second person there it grew and grew and grew over four or five years till we had more and more students and it started to take more and more of my time essentially and like don't get me wrong I absolutely love the period where the company was growing we had more students coming through we're providing a better service and helping more and more people get qualified to be as best prepared as we could do it just came to a point where I think it was best part of last summer got to a breaking point where the company I was with before just became a bit of a numbers game we were responsible between me and my sister had a similar career path got qualified as a PT a few years after me, started teaching a few years after me at the same place. We were responsible for about 50 students each mm -hmm. um, on top of all our personal training clients as well. And there wasn't much room for movement in terms of bringing other people on to help support us. And I could start to see, as you see with some PTs as well, the more and more people that you try and serve, it becomes more difficult to keep that same level of, that quality of service. So I wanted to go my own way, start my own teaching company, and again, learn from all the mistakes I've made along the way, and help and work with people on a purely one-to-one -one basis, much more focused on quality rather than quantity. I didn't want to sell budget PT courses to just give people a piece of paper and say, now you can go PT people. I wanted to pay my staff fairly so they could give students the time that they need, because everyone comes at this with their own background and their own reasons for doing it. Like, we both started at the same place, but we've both kind of gone in different directions. You've got a massive, great facility out here and you've got coaches working beneath you. And I went down more the education route and the other people in our class have all gone down different paths of their own. So I knew when I was teaching that this can't be a qualification that is just one size fits all, that this needs to be more of a one-to-one -one thing where you figure out exactly where this person comes from, yep. where they want to go with it. and. The best way to do that was not having a big class full of 20 people where they're all just studying from the same PowerPoint and all doing the same assessment at the end of it. So that's kind of where I am now, where we've got our first three students signed up, hopefully another two on the way. Um, and if I can keep going at that pace, I should be well on track to start building this new company into something I've always wanted it to be, basically. Yeah, I mean, you make a good point. I mean, I always say that the when you say about that, it's the one-size-fits-all, when you learn a lot when you finish. I always liken it to the driving test. Yes. Like, you don't drive in real life, let's face it, how you drive on your driving test and in your driving lessons. And I think PT is very much the same. And I think we've had this conversation before where you say that the PT course is lacking and it's not perfect. Um, but it, it takes someone like yourself to go, do you know what? I'm going to get out of this the system that I'm in of just turning over PTs within eight to twelve weeks. Yeah, who can you can work in insurance one minute, and in twelve weeks time you can be a fully fledged PT looking after people's health. Yeah, um, and I think that it takes people like you yourself to go. Do you know what? Okay, I've got the framework, and the framework maybe isn't the best, mm. but I can add my own bit to the framework. Yeah, and say, look, these are where the gaps are. These are where I found the the problems, and this is actually what I'm gonna I'm gonna add that. That yeah. In, right? yeah, definitely. And don't get me wrong, like the people who write the courses at Active IQ are aware of this themselves. Like the course that I deliver now is similar but different to the course we did back in the day. Because I think, if I remember right, we had a couple of anatomy theory exams, a nutrition exam, one on principles of fitness, and then loads of worksheets. It was just like 
right, explain the function of the heart. And you go look in the book and you write down the function of the heart. And then there was a little case study where you had to do like two program cards, an eight week overview, but it still wasn't perfectly individualized. It was a bit like you were forced, you had to show at least one drop set or you had to show at least one superset. And your client had to do two forms of cardio, whether that was related to their goal or not. When now it is a little bit better, Active IQ have moved it more towards, it's now a 12 week period where you work with your client and there is a food diary analysis. We assess for consultation now and there's a lot more taught on how to set up business-wise and different forms of marketing and lead generation and things like that, which weren't in the course before. Mm -hmm. But again, it is tip of the iceberg and there's still plenty more that I want to add to that. So even little things like best way, best softwares to use to manage your business, both client facing and the stuff you're going to use on the back end as well. And these are all stuff that I can put in a webinar or like a workshop day where we have people come to us. And while it might not be on the set certification that you need to get that bit of paper, it's something that comes along with it. So you've got a bit more of a complete package. So you've got what Active IQ deem as appropriate for you to go and personal train, but then also what myself, my sister and yourself and everyone else I'm having these discussions with now while I'm early on, that I want to build this course to be something that people should be proud of having rather than just saying, like, oh, I got a PT course and then I did this, that and the other. I want it to be like a gold standard that you get that course and you do feel confident at least starting those first few years and building the business. And then obviously there's stuff you can go, like fitness is huge there's loads of different rabbit holes you can go down i know you've done like the strength and conditioning on the sports side and i've only got so much time i can't teach everyone everything all at once but i at least want to build the best foundation i can to take someone off the street and in best part of 12 months time or however long it takes for them to be confident to work with their first 5 10 20 clients and launch the business and not having not have as much doubts as we probably did when we first started out yeah, and I think that's the problem as well. Like I said, there is a lot of rabbit holes you can go down. I think where a lot of these these guys, I know I struggle with definitely is like you feel like you have to have everything. Yeah. And it wasn't ever given to us that it was actually like find your find what you're into or find what you're good at and then go down that route. And I think a lot of these these companies, like I know some of my guys have done training courses through companies where they give them twelve CPD courses. Yeah. For free, which is great. But then they've got 12 CPD courses, none of them actually link together. Yeah. So they've got all these 12 CPD courses, none of them actually match and they still don't know where they want to be yeah. as a coach after those 12 CPD courses. So they're going to do like a spin session, they'll go and do a kettlebell one, they'll go and do a strength conditioning one, they'll do a GP referral one, they'll do this, they'll do that, a pre-postnatal, a children's one, whatever it's going to be. And then all of a sudden you've got these 12 CPD courses that you're probably never going to use. Yeah. Because you're still just as confused. And I think, like you say, having that gold standard foundation mm. is really where, where I think the industry probably should go yeah and it's always evolving isn't it like gyms and personal trainers and the service that people are after nowadays is worlds apart from when we first started you think when we did the course it was stick people on machines for the first few weeks develop form then move them over to free weights where nowadays you see people going straight to more free weight based and strength conditioning based sessions and even just the delivery of obviously the pandemic has forced people into holes that they might not otherwise explored but we never touched the online aspect of it. We never learned, we learned obviously the periodization and how to program for a client, but we learned how to do it on like a 12 by 12 bit of paper and you had a little box to write frequency, intensity, time and type of sets and reps and the rest. But nothing was spoken as to the aftercare, how you're gonna log all this, how it's gonna be accessible to the clients and how you're gonna measure and track progress for everyone. So. 
yeah, as it keeps evolving and changing, I feel it's appropriate to have these conversations like we're having now to evolve with what future clients are going to want and the services that people are going to ask for from personal trainers at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a double-edged sword because Active IQ do have to spend a lot of time to get the accreditation to then go on and say that you can be professionally insured and they're bound by certain ties. But there's no reason why upcoming teaching companies can't be on the bleeding edge of saying like, oh, I've noticed with my clients that this, that, and the other works. So let's put that together into like a little mini workshop day and just have that as like a separate little CPD of its own, as well as everything that needs to be taught. Yeah, 100% agree with all that. And like I said, there's, there's, it's an ever-evolving industry. And I think that having someone like yourself leading that is good because it means that the guys that are underneath you and the guys that train with you, if, that, if they know that, then it's very easy to get the qualification as it and stay. Yeah. You yeah. can be a level three PT for 30 years. Yeah. But actually, what does that mean? Exactly. What does that mean in 30 years' time? Yeah. Like from now. So, no, I definitely think that, that constantly evolving is good. Um, I always give all my guests a chance to give their business a plug. So if anyone's listening to this and thinking, do you know what, I fancy becoming a, a PT, how do, they, how do they find you? How do they get in touch with you? So, yeah, like I said, the company name is Integrity Fitness Education. So main reason for the name is that's what we're built on. We want strong moral principles to give people the service they're after. So if you are looking to... Like I said, even if it's as small as just a curiosity, if fitness is something that you've enjoyed on a personal level yourself, and I'm not going to sell you the dream and say you're going to get paid to go to the gym because that's not what personal training is. And I'm sure there's plenty of people who go into it thinking that's what it is, but I'm not here to stand and lie to you. You're going to be here helping other people develop that passion and supporting them to live healthier, happier lifestyles. If you feel that working with people and getting, like we said, that reward and that satisfaction, but equally being able to manage yourself and build a self-employed most likely career then that's what I'm here for basically if you want to just find out if this could be something for you I'm not here to take your money for a chat if anyone's in this, even in the slightest bit interest then my ears are always open to hear what people have to say and see if this is something that I can help with um, and if it is then that's how I can get started with coming onto the course, teaching, like we said, the basics like anatomy and nutrition, but more importantly is the application of that because there's a million and one courses and providers out there. I'm fully aware that you Google PT course and there's a million different options that come up. But what I can promise for us as a company, like I said, is we are built on quality over quantity, especially early on where we are just starting out. Yeah. We have nothing but time to give to our students to make sure that they do come into this more well prepared than again if we're going to relate it back to driving it's like someone doing a five-day course and having five days of experience and now you're out on the road and trying to piece together what you've learned very very quickly in a short period of time where we're not here for that we are here to take our time and go at the pace of a student as well because like we remember being back in class there'd be some people who have history and fitness or sports or whatever it might be and you'll you'll recognize certain things and so if people come through that with us that's great if they, if you've got prior knowledge i'm not here to hold you to the account of the person working at another speed as you if there's stuff you recognize and you can show that then we can put you through the course faster and put you onto the stuff that you need and you want to learn a lot quicker rather than like i said in a classroom based environment you have to go at the pace of the slowest person in the room. And again, nothing wrong with being the slowest person in the room. Equally, if you know you're someone who would want to do this more as like a side hustle and there might be family, kids, wife or husband to support, 
and this isn't going to be something that you play, plow eight hours into a day. I'm not going to keep that student trying to rush and keep up and sacrifice things to be at the same level as like an 18, 19 year old guy who's willing to treat this almost like a university degree. So no matter where you're coming from, if you think this is something that could be for you, we can tailor it to what you have, the amount that you're willing to put in and the amount of support that you'd need basically. Cool. So I'd like to thank you obviously for your time today. Thanks for joining us on the podcast and I obviously wish you all the best of luck with your Thanks, dude. Thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure coming down and checking out the gym. Cheers, Harry.